Ha-ha! Uh, I thought we were still in tight shit. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Dr. J's Rolling Trays. Again? What do you mean again? <laughs> Dr. J's Rolling Trays are super fresh walnut trays that are hand-carved in Canada. Wait, that says Canada. They're hand-carved in Canada by Dr. J himself. And um, they come with all kinds of little cutouts for your papers, for your tins, for your lighter, your grinder, and a nice rolling surface for you to roll on. So what do you, what do you roll on right now, Joey? A desk? A magazine? Uh, DVD or game cover? Yeah. DVD or game cover? Does it ever happen right. where, like, uh, where you sneeze or the dog jumps up and then some weed kind of falls out? Sometimes. Yeah, well, that doesn't happen with Dr. J's rolling trays because there's robots inside of every tray with little arms that come out and they grab your nugs if they start falling off. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So go to rollingtrays.com today and use the code NHP to save yourself some money. Again. What, you want to hear the code again? Or you want to save some money again? Both. NHP. Use that code, save yourself some motherfucking money. That's right. You got it. I don't even have to use the air horn anymore. Nope. I'm the air horn now. Mm-hmm. You fucking air horn. Right. <laughs> it sounds like an insult. I know. But I don't, maybe it isn't. Yeah, air horn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, today is Thursday. We're going back, all the way back, and uh, we're going to check out this beautiful universe that we live in. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. All right. We're traveling through space and time. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget, and time. It's important. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. Throw an extra clap in there sometime. <laughs> you know, like shake it up on the Natural Habitat Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everybody. I almost said it wrong. <laughs> Nat- welcome to the Natural Habitat <laughs> Podcast. My name is Mikey Booya. My name is Airhorn. That's right. I forgot your name already. It's Airhorn. So we are in the midst of Space Week right now. Yesterday we did our um, our Star Wars holiday special um, commentary. I wouldn't call it a DVD commentary. It was never released on DVD. So and the force was very strong. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I mean, it it went very well. You can if you didn't catch it, then you can listen to it after this. Or you could turn this off and listen to it. I guess it still all counts as a play, so whatever. And, uh, you know, we watched we watched the whole film in its entirety, available on YouTube. It wasn't it wasn't that bad, and no, it was good. that helped push us further into Space Week. And now I've just been watching YouTube videos all morning. I'm uh, I'm a little bit paranoid on the vast spacey. the vastness of space. A little spacey. Yeah, we just got super high right before this. 
Yeah, I uh, I strangely hadn't smoked that much this morning, which is weird because you're always the one that's waiting to smoke. Right. And I didn't. So I just took a dab and hit a bowl. So I'm feeling a little spacey. Hopefully everybody out there is equally as spacey. Um, I was uh, I, I was going through our old catalog today, and um, we, you know we're at we're at episode one. I think this is one seventy seven, something like that, somewhere in the one seventies, high one seventies. We're up, we're we're that seventies show right now. Yeah, we're about that seventies show, and uh, this. Uh, we're we're reaching another hundo, a second hundo. So I was listening through the archives and I listened to our hundredth episode extravaganza special, it was called. And uh we took a lot of calls. We uh smoked a lot of weed. It turned into an episode of Church of Cranibus at one point. And um, you know, it's it's dope. Like if if you if you listen to that hundredth episode you'll know that when I made this podcast initially, it was going to be a three-piece trilogy of spoken word. It was an hour long each. And that was it. It wasn't supposed to be a podcast that turned into almost 200 episodes. Yet, here we are. Do you know how that happened? Nope. Me neither, man. And that's what I was (laughs) trying to think. I was listening to it and I was like, how the fuck 100 episodes... Where are we at now? And I scrolled up, fucking 170 something, and yeah. yeah, I feel like I've been hypnotized by some sort of podcast god, the Godcast, and yeah. I'm just I'm in some podcasting trance, to where it's just passing by, and uh, I guess what I was getting at, when and I and, and I never got to was thank you to everybody out there that tunes in, and enjoys yeah. the shit that we do. You know what I mean? It's a yeah, it's a big milestone, I guess. You know, we're getting up there, and it's only the beginning. That's right. I remember when I was listening to it, you were very humble about it. I I was gonna brag about how we were at a hundred episodes, but I didn't know what to say, so I passed it off to you, and then you like made us sound horrible, and you were like, "Yeah, we didn't do anything at all." And then I was like, "Great, <laughs> that's why I had you do it, because you made it sound yes. a lot better." But at the same time, you were still giving us props, you know. Yeah, well, that's how you gotta be. You know what I mean? Like, gotta stay humble. You gotta work. You gotta get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody's gonna give it to you. And we're out here. We're out here grounded. That's you right. Know? As cliche as it sounds, sounds like a fucking '90s rap song, but you know, mm-hmm. we we got to get to it. You know. So, um, you know, we we figured that we would just kind of discuss this universe that we live in, and. Um, and one of the oldest, uh, most iconic things when it comes to, um, space and science in general, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, right? Yeah, he, uh, he's been around forever. He's still extremely relevant and loved by young people. We were, uh, we were watching parts of this, uh, this debate that he had with Ken Ham, and they both have, uh, they both have um, laptops. What, what What is it called? Like an iMac or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they both have the same computer. And Ken Ham's is all nice and clean. And Bill Nye's is covered with stickers of like space programs and all kinds of shit. And, you know, that's just one of a thousand ways that he stays relevant to younger people. 
You know what I mean? Just that alone makes him more likable. Yeah. And you're like, I put stickers on my computer. Yeah. Huh, you know what I mean? Just like that. Yeah, yeah, stupid shit like that. But yeah, it's like... It makes relatable. Fucking... You know uh, what's crazy is Bill Nye is a fucking chameleon and has been like in tune with the younger generation since he was the younger generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a trip on that, right? Like he's been out... He's been around doing shit since fucking Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and every Way back, and you know? every five or ten years, he changes with the times, but still sit, stays like his same character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking he stayed true to himself mm-hmm. while finding ways to stay relevant over the years, and he's a fucking staple. Yeah, and, that's and the best way to do it. It's gonna be a fucking sad world when there's no longer a Bill Nye. You know what I mean? Like, a, it's gonna be a fucking horrible place. Yep, I agree. And uh you know what uh what some people don't think of is that when you look into the sky at night, you actually are looking back in time. Our planet is a form of time travel in a sense to where it takes light, you know, a certain amount of years depending on how far the star away is. Uh like there's there's one star that's in Orion. And everybody looks at the constellation Orion. If you have some sort of, you know, knowledge of the stars and the constellations, you can pick it out and see his bow and his belt and all that shit. And one of the stars in his belt, I believe, I'm not sure, is 640 light years away. So the light that we're seeing from that star left the star in the year 1370. But we're looking up at it and we think it's that star tonight. You know what I mean? Cause no, we, no, no, no. Light year is not the same as a regular year. Yeah, it's how, it's how far it takes light to travel in a year. I don't know. Let's look it up. So if something's 640 light years away, then not it would take a lot longer for people to get there, but it took 640 years for the light to reach us. Yeah, I think it's different, man, because uh, light travels so much fast, Let's faster see. than anything else. Hold on. You know? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. All right. Uh, it says on Google that a light year is a unit of distance. It is the distance that a light can travel in one year. Light moves at a velocity of 300,000 kilometers each second, so in one year it can travel around 10 trillion kilometers. So, yeah, it's the distance that the light travels in a year. So, So, yeah, we are seeing... Back in time, we're seeing old ass fucking light from the star. This star might be gone. Yep. It might have exploded. Might have gotten taken out by an asteroid. It's a lot. Of, a lot happens in six hundred forty years, but then again, in space, really not. Yeah, then it's shit. You know. You know, and six hundred forty years in space is like fucking nothing. And if you want to see the oldest picture that there is ever in the world. It's a uh, it's a picture that the Hubble telescope took. It was released a couple years ago and it was like um it was like a super high def image from space and it was just a picture of them looking out in space and I don't have like the I don't have any of the info for it right here but I know that I downloaded it and it was bigger it was the biggest fucking photo that I've ever downloaded. I want to say it was like two gigs. Damn. And 
you could just zoom in and zoom in and zoom in and keep zooming in and keep zooming in. And it's just like some of the oldest shit. You see all these galaxies. I mean, looking at it right now, it's going to be the artwork for this episode. So if you go to naturalhabitatpodcast.com slash news slash 177, you will see what I'm talking about. And it's just a slew of galaxies. It's a fucking trip, dude. It's crazy, man. That's uh. Let's trip on that and get on get into a smoke session and uh, let Morgan Freeman trip us out some more. All right. I'm down with that. Um, everybody out there, it's time to get high, so you know what that means. It's time to flick your bicks, snap your pics, and hashtag them NHP Smoke Sesh. This is how it works, okay? You take a picture of you smoking weed or whatever you're smoking on or some smoke leaving a bowl. Or- a uh, utensil, like yeah. a pipe or a bong, or anything. your favorite piece. You post it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, and you hashtag it NHP Smoke Sesh. We'll find it and put it where it goes. All right? Yeah, we'll done. do the rest. That's all you got to do. All right. Let's do this. Humans have always gazed up at the stars. For thousands of years, we thought they were as close as the sun and the moon. But now, we know just how fast the universe is. The closest star is about 25 trillion miles away. The first people who journey to the stars will be venturing into the absolute unknown. And perhaps for the first time, traveling faster than light. Around the world, scientists are testing new technologies and probing deep into the heart of physics to find a way for us to escape our island, Earth. Our hopes to explore this final frontier will never be dimmed. And one day, we will reach it. Because what man can imagine, man can do. <coughs> yep. We all need to listen to Stephen Hawking and get out into the stars. Yeah, real, real shit, man. Mm-hmm. Listen to that inspirational motherfucker. Yep. Um. You know, whenever whenever Morgan Freeman says anything, it makes it more compelling. <laughs> it makes you feel like you could uh, like you could accomplish anything. Like whatever yeah. he's talking about, you're like, I could easily do that, and you yeah. know, change the world. So I wonder. My question now, which I should be asking about the human, like the you know, uh, the survival of humanity, or uh, you know, what is out there in the great unknown. But what I want to know is how much does it cost to get Morgan Freeman to do a voiceover for you? Because it seems like it would be expensive, but so many people have him do voiceovers to where it has to be a reasonable price. He probably has, like, everything in his house to do it. Yeah, and it's like maybe if he likes a project, then he'll give you a deal. <laughs> like maybe you have to send him what you what the voiceover is first, and then he gives you a price. 
But, you know, it seems like everybody has their shit narrated by Morgan Freeman. That was just some nobody fucking video on YouTube that had a bunch of views because Morgan Freeman narrated it. Maybe it's a conspiracy. And Morgan Freeman is not real? He's a robot that people ran out? Well, that he's um, a, like a Siri voice, you know? Yeah, it's like a computer program? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It could be. It's crazy. It could be. You never know. He's looked the same for 40 years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a vampire or something. Yeah. Oh, no. It's a little scary. He's awesome, dude. He's one of my favorites. For sure. And anytime you see that he's in something, you know it's good. Like, you know, it's that's like the cosign right there. Like, you could watch it. If you never heard of the movie or whatever it is, but you see Morgan Freeman's name on it, you know it's good. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, if he's involved with it, it's, it's probably going to be good. Yeah. Um. So, we were talking about this the other day a little bit. This uh, This debate that happened between... Bill Nye and Ken Ham. So if you guys haven't watched it on YouTube yet, I'm going to urge you again to go check it out. Uh, it's Bill Nye the Science Guy versus Young Earth Creationist uh, Ken Ham, who thinks that the Earth is 6,000 years old. Now, I'll play, uh, I have a little clip from the debate here. And Ken Ham, Ken Ham is asked... Uh, if he would, if he would ever change his stance, like change, because he's very firm in the fact that you know Noah's Ark happened, Adam and Eve happened, everything in the Bible is true. The world is six thousand years old, and they ask him if he would ever change his mind, and he, in a very long rant, said no because his faith is so strong that it is unshakable. And he feels the power of, of God so no one can convince him otherwise, right? And then he asked the same question to Bill Nye. He was like, so I'd ask you. And here's Bill Nye's what response. What would change your mind? I mean, you said even if you came to faith, you'd never give up uh, believing in billions of years. I, I think I, I quoted you correctly. You said something like that uh, recently. So that would be also my question to Bill. Time, Mr. Nye? Uh, we would just need one piece of evidence. We would need the fossil that swam from one layer to another. We would need evidence that the universe is not expanding. We would need evidence that the stars appear to be far away, but they're not. We would need uh, evidence that rock layers can somehow form in just 4,000 years instead of the extraordinary amount. We would need evidence that somehow you can reset atomic clocks and keep neutrons from becoming protons. You bring on any of those things, and you would uh, inf you would change me immediately. The question I have for you, though, fundamentally, and for everybody watching, Mr. Ham, what can you prove? What you have done tonight is spent most of the t all the time coming up with explanations about the past. What can you really predict? What can you really prove uh, in a conventional scientific or in a conventional? I have an idea that makes a prediction and it comes out the way I see it. This uh, is very troubling to me. Well, that was a <clears throat> that was a that was a great answer. And you know, I think it's dope that Ken Ham is so strong on his beliefs, and you know, God fills me with this knowledge and courage. And Bill Nye was like, 
yeah, if I saw evidence, then I would totally change my mind. Like, <laughs> but there is none. And, you know, uh, just to say, to say that the world is 6,000 years old is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not that, uh, he's just an extremist. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's and, all and the way extreme. Bill Nye's <laughs> not like, like saying anything bad about religion. No. Intentionally. I mean, like he's, he's just saying like, you know, that there's things that are provable and things that aren't, you know what I mean? And you can't like, you can't say, you can't claim things that are unfounded basically is what he was saying. You know what I mean? And, um, I agree, but you know, so it's like, you never know, right? Like you, you, you never know. I am an atheist myself, but I mean, like, it's because I'm so skeptical, you know, I just, I can't really, I need proof, you know what I mean? And, and science tends to back a lot of things up and you know what I mean? And, and one thing could lead to another, you know what I mean? Science could end up proving there's a God or maybe there isn't, you know what I mean? Like you just never know, you know, and, and I'm, I'm willing to accept whatever facts are facts. You yeah. Know what I mean? And uh, Bill Nye's main stance is that um, he says that creationism is not appropriate for children. Like how I was saying how he would bring kids into the creationism museum and it would be like dinosaurs and people together and shit. And and, uh, he, and he's right, you know, because it's like it it is filling them full of false information, you know. It's like, yeah. it's like story time or like telling a fairy tale or something. I actually, uh, we, we actually have a guest in the studio um, the science guy, Bill Nye, and he could uh, he could actually explain his stance a little bit better if we want to give him a second to do that. All right. All right. Well, uh, Bill, the floor is all yours. He's been here. I mean, you've been here a lot lately. <laughs> Denial of evolution is unique to the United States. I mean, we are the world's most advanced technological. So, I mean, you could say Japan, but generally, the United States is where most of the innovation still happens. People still move to the United States, uh, and that's largely because of the intellectual capital we have, the, the general understanding of science. When you have a portion of the population that doesn't believe in that, it holds everybody back, really. Evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science, in all of biology. It's like, it's very much analogous to trying to do geology without believing in tectonic plates. You're just not going to get the right answer. Your whole world is just going to be uh, a mystery. Are you high, Bill? an exciting place. <laughs> As my old professor Carl Sagan said, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. So once in a while, I get people that really, that, or that claim they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, oh, why not? Really, why not? Your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. I mean, you, here are these ancient dinosaur bones or fossils. Here is um, radioactivity. Here are distant stars that are just like the, our star, but that are at a different point in their life cycle. The idea of deep time of this of billions of years uh, explains so much of the world around us. If you try to ignore that, your, your worldview just becomes crazy it's just uh untenable it's self-inconsistent yeah i agree i yeah. think uh 
I think that a lot of people are held back by old fundamentals, whether they be religion or anything else. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a, it's it's um, it's a I don't know, man. It's 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 getting better. You know what I mean? Just let's just say that now the young people are free to make their own decisions, usually, hopefully, based on facts or whatever, then then it, it slowly takes care of itself, right? Like, we're seeing it ab ab dissolve left and right. So, I mean, like, it's, it is what it is. Yep. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't wanna, like, harsh anybody because, like, I had a thing, somebody pointed this out to me recently that, you know, when, when you talk about somebody being a certain thing, like, a Christian or something else, they don't identify with being Christian. They identify with themselves being that. Yeah. So when you talk about, you know what I mean, Christians or like all Christianity or whatever, people take it offended to like their core, you know what I mean? Like, because they think like you're talking about them personally. And that's really not what I'm, that's really not what I mean. I mean, like, when I talk about the crazies, I mean the crazies, you know what I mean? You have to be able to decipher the difference yourself and know that I'm not talking about you personally. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I, we, I don't know. We talk about it a lot. Every time that we bring this up, we usually bring up the fact that there are a lot of good people that are in churches. There are a lot of positive you know, side effects. Majority. Of, yeah, of, of being in a yeah, majority of them. And there's a lot of good things that you get out of being in a community like that because that's how people used to function in small groups and everybody looks out for each other and if you need your car payment paid someone at church is going to help you out and you know it's good to have these people in your life that care about you you know no matter what it's around whether it's you know church or it's you know some sort of D, &D club that you go to or a bowling group or you know whatever and that sense of community is good. So yeah, we're not out here bashing on people just because they're religious. But uh it's it's crazy how he said uh his his teacher Carl Sagan. I looked yeah. it up and Bill and I went to Cornell University and he took astronomy class taught by Carl Sagan. How crazy Carl is Sagan that? Is the master of space. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. That Bill Nye the Science Guy just so happened to be in the college class taught by Carl Sagan. You know what? I love that this whole episode really basically turned into a Bill Nye episode. Yeah. And I <laughs> you think, know what I mean? Because he, he was like really important to our lives, I think. And it's showing all over right now. Yeah, he was. He taught me how to make a gravity bond. There was <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I was maybe, it was when I like first started smoking weed like here and there, so I was maybe like 11 or 12, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he he had he had done it like on a big scale, where he took a he took like a like a drum, a big steel like 50 gallon drum, and filled it with hot water, and then put it in a cold pool, and it shrunk, and like you know fucking caved in on itself. And then he cut the bottom off, like took the bottom off of it and then like pulled it up in the water and made like suction. And then he cut a hole in the top and then pulled it up and then showed how it like pulled the air down. And he did everything but put a bowl piece in it, like literally. 
And I just took what he did, added a bowl to it, and did it with a two-liter bottle. Bada boom. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So I say, uh, I say that in that respect, we get high right now, and I have the perfect song. All right. Are you ready? Yep. I'm going to take a dab, so I'm going to heat this nail up. All right. What are you smoking on today? A bunch of random shit. Oh, got that random. Mm -hmm. Random tandem bicycle, huh? Yeah. I like it. Front yard cush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's what I call the shit that I can't say the name. Front yard cush. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say the name because you don't know it or because you can't pronounce it? No, just because I don't want it. Oh, I thought it was called like Fashika. Uh -uh. You're like, I can't say that. I'm just going to say front yard cush. No, it's not booty, but I mean. It's mystery. It's fake. It's that. It's, it's supposedly something. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know? I call that the IDK. It's the, yeah, exactly that. I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. It's the motherfucking Freyard Kush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're over here smoking on some of that IDK and that Freyard Kush. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys are smoking Ooh, on some yeah. real strains out there. Here we go. Stupid fire. Who is that? Who right? That was me. I made that. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. That was uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Marcus Joseph Trap Remix on YouTube. Right. I'm going to check him out. Yeah. That was dope. He fucking schooled it, man. That was fresh. Uh, on that shit. Dear, dear Marcus Joseph, don't sue us. We like your song. Yeah. <coughs> yep. <coughs> that dab made my ears ring. <coughs> yeah, me too. That's weird. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You def- you fuck with me right now? Yeah, that's weird, right? That's why I got only one ear on right now. <coughs> okay, you take the reins. <coughs> I'm gonna cough for a while. All right, check it. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little something like this. You didn't say anything. What are we doing? like the airplane that seems small when it's far off in the air but is really big when you see it close by on the ground the sun only looks small because it is so far away in fact 
the sun is so large, it would take 109 Earths strung end to end to equal its diameter. That's because the sun is big. And the sun is hot, reaching temperatures of about 15 million degrees Celsius at its core. See how my head is blocking the sun? Well, the same thing's happening with the moon right now. The moon is blocking the sun. Here's how it works. The sun is up there, right? Hopefully. Then the moon casts a shadow on the Earth. And that's an eclipse. See the round shadow of the moon? That's all there is to it. It's a solar eclipse. at the sun with a pinhole viewer. See, you should never look at the sun directly. You can hurt your eyes. Here's what we have. We've got a white piece of paper taped to this end of the box. Then at this end, we've cut a small hole, see? Then on the outside, taped a piece of aluminum foil. Then using a pin, I poked a small hole. That hole makes an image project through the box onto the paper. And you can observe the sun or a solar eclipse easily. Take a look. See? It works great. Sweet. Bill, Bill, Bill. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. See? That's just one of a million things that he would teach you how to do. Right? That's gangster as fuck. He's a master teacher. And he'll teach you how to do shit with shit at home. Shit that everybody has that you could just use right there, right, ready, available to you. That you could just go nerd out. Yeah, he'd just be like, hey, check this out, bitch. Yeah, going I did grab. so much of it as a kid. I used to, I remember like always trying to do whatever he did in the episode and like make a fucking. They're like go and grab some aluminum foil. Yeah, some paper clips. It's like a MacGyver episode and shit. Yeah, do um, it all. Real kid shit. So uh, I have uh, I have some fresh facts. Hashtag fresh facts here fresh facts. about our our universe, and um, this one. Our biggest mountain in our solar system is on Mars, where people are going to be going and climbing this mountain one day. It's going to be a thing. Hell yeah. It's going to be like a feat. I'm going to do it. Um, the mountain is 26 kilometers tall, which is about 16 miles, a little bit over 16 miles tall. Damn. Uh, it's three times the height of Mount Everest. Damn. And it's about 350 miles across. What? Yeah, and it's just this huge-ass mountain. And I see the picture of it on Google Earth. Looks super tiny. Looks like right. I could just walk right up to it. But, uh... <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> there's, all, there's all these, like, weird, uh, like, circle things on the top of the mountain. And they look like perfect circles. But from the size of the picture I'm looking at and the scale of how big they say this mountain is, these circles are, like, huge as fuck. Like how big compared to Earth? Wait, is Mars bigger than Earth? No, is it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Mars to maybe it is. To, huh? Maybe mm. it is. Let's see. I have this page called Mars compared to Earth. That yeah, Earth is bigger than Mars. Ah. Uh. That is just what I'm learning from this picture that it's showing me of a big <laughs> Earth. 
<laughs> in, a, in a tiny Mars. No. So, uh, yeah. So that's so that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, blah blah blah. No. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of numbers and dimensions and shit on here. Earth and ours are different. I mean, it's blah blah blah. Earth is the fifth largest and most massive planet in the solar system. Mars, meanwhile, has a radius approximate of... All right. So, Earth radius is 6,000 kilometers. Mars is 3,300 kilometers. Yeah, so it's like half the size. Yeah, a little over half the size. It took us a long time to figure out. Damn, half Sorry, the we're size, done. but with a mountain... That, that much bigger? Yeah, that's three times as big as our fucking tallest mountain. What the fuck? Yeah. That's some heavy shit. I'd like to see Wim Hof fucking climb that shit in his underwear. It is some heavy shit. Have you seen... Uh... No, you haven't. How do you know? <laughs> what is it? About the Mars movie. The Mars movie? <laughs> uh, No, wait. They're making a movie about the trip to Mars? About Mars One already? No. Oh, never mind. Whatever, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's play a little something from somebody who's not Bill Nye. How about that? You ready? Uh, yeah. I hope you have something because all my stuff is Bill Nye stuff. I got someone who's not Bill Nye, <laughs> but who's who's just as cool as Bill Nye. You all know? right, I think I know who it is. No, you don't. Yeah, huh? No, you don't. Is it, uh, no, it is it Colin Farrell? Nope. All right. <laughs> Most astounding fact we can share with us about the universe. The most astounding fact. The most astounding fact. Is the knowledge that the atoms that comprise life on Earth, the atoms that make up the human body, are traceable to the crucibles that cooked light elements into heavy elements in their core under extreme temperatures and pressures. These stars, the high mass ones among them, <coughs> went unstable in their later years. They collapsed and then exploded, scattering their enriched guts across the galaxy. Guts made of carbon, nitrogen oxygen and all the fundamental ingredients of life itself these ingredients become part of gas clouds that condense collapse form the next generation of solar systems stars with orbiting planets and those planets now have the ingredients for life itself so that when i look up at the night sky and i know that yes we are part of this universe we are in this universe but perhaps more important than both of those facts is that the universe is in us when i reflect on that fact i look up many people feel small because they're small and the universe is big but i feel big because my atoms came from those stars there's a level of connectivity that's really what you want in life. You want to feel connected. You want to feel relevant. You want to feel like 
You're a participant in the goings-on of activities and events around you. That's precisely what we are, just by being alive. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, he puts it in a way different way than Bill Nye, but, I mean, he's a fucking master, too, you know? Yeah, that's a trip, man. It's crazy that, it's crazy how everything happened and how everything was, like, like, all the pieces fell into place and the right explosion for us, right? stopped all in the right, right thing. Oh, for us. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it feels that way. It really does feel that way. It's like... It's yeah. crazy, man. But it's, it's like, crazy. We just got, it's like, we just got crazy lucky. Yep. Yep. And people have every right to feel connected to everything because it is it is for a reason. Everything is connected. Every animal, every plant, every aspect, every bioorganism, every fucking thing here is all connected. You know, we are all connected. In it. And a lot of people feel it through, you know, religion or fucking whatever. But the truth is different you know the the reality of it is is that we're all part of the planet you know we're we're all living here we're all breathing here we're all eating each other and fucking you know what i mean it it's really like what it boils down to is like everything on this planet is part of this planet whether they want to realize it or not there's no way to escape it you know what i mean without the planet you couldn't exist you know you are you are a product of this planet that's what you are you are earth you know everybody here is and the sooner people learn to just like accept that then maybe we'd all be a little closer you know yeah wise words wise words my friend Oh, shit. I'm pretty damn high. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get higher. Pretty damn high, tripping on space and shit. Let's get higher. What else you got? You got something else? This is the day of fucking the day YouTube. of YouTube clips. Yeah. Yeah, I got another clip. All right. I got a I got a clip about um about our good friend Scott Kelly. We talk about him a lot on the show. Yep. And here is a uh, here's a clip, and in tribute to Star Wars Day. We uh, we paid a lot of money. We actually went on Fiverr and paid five dollars to have Billy D. Williams narrate this video for us. So hope you enjoy. Imagine what it would be like if you left the Earth for an entire year, away from your friends, your family, everything you love and care about. Two of Earth's bravest are making that sacrifice right now. They've traveled beyond our atmosphere for a year-long stay aboard the International Space Station. Here, they'll study the effects of prolonged weightlessness on the human body. Their discoveries will allow humans to travel farther into space than ever before. The conditions are harsh. The risk is great. But the potential payoff is huge. We could stay on Earth, but that's not who we are. We're scientists and we're explorers. We'll always venture into the unknown and seek to expand our knowledge. One day soon, humans will step foot on Mars. And it's the science being conducted today aboard the International Space Station that will help us get there. 
We explore the universe because we must. Because humankind's future doesn't belong on Earth alone. Boom. I pretended to be an orchestra construct con- conductor constructor during that, and it was a lot of fun. Nice. So, um, if anybody I wants to rewind that and try and try it, it was it was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. Fucking shout out to Scott Kelly again, yet again. Damn it, he's gonna be on the show soon. he's got so much shit like so much crazy press right now he's on like cnn and i'm like hey i keep emailing him i keep emailing him and i'm like come on the show for the people you know what i mean yeah i mean like keep it natural buddy yeah we don't want to ask the same fucking questions that everybody else how was the food we want to know how the space weed was and how he figured out how to smoke it up there because you can't light it yeah and then we want you to tell us about the aliens bro and we're not going to let you leave. And we probably shouldn't tell him that we're not going to let him leave. How scary Before is that? he comes. Think about this. What? To be up there and know that you're in this fucking oxygenated fucking tank. And then to think like you're full of wires and computer chips and everything that are ancient. Because <laughs> the space station been up there for a minute. You know what I'm saying? All this obsolete ass shit. I know they've been interchanging parts and shit over the years or whatever. Yeah, you but know? still. And, and like... Still, though, I'd be worried as fuck, bro. Yeah. The only thing I'd be dreaming about is fire. Fire. I'd wake up, like, thinking about being on fire and shit, you know? Holy shit, Jay. Could you imagine having a pan- panic attack up there outside of fucking orbit? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> You're like, holy <laughs> yeah. fucking shit, There's no Jay. calming down from that. No. What are you going to do? You going to dig a hole in that motherfucker? I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure he, you- had, he had to have had that fucking, that feeling. At oh least one time. God. And that's what I we want to talk man. to him about. That's how you know if you're a fucking real man. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I mean, can, they might. If you can just, like, just meditate through that bitch or whatever, however he did it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess after being there for a while, you probably acclimate easily and you're like, oh, this ain't shit. Yeah. You know, like, that's how we are. Humans are cocky as fuck. And, like, as soon as you feel like it's okay, then, oh, this ain't shit. It's all good. I know that uh I know that on his on his Instagram he was posting pictures of all these places that he was passing over on the space station. Like he would post yeah. a picture and he'd be like, Indonesia at fucking you know, however many thousand, hundred thousand feet. And then uh or like so many miles off the earth's surface. And uh-uh. then uh <laughs> and then after he landed, I saw a picture recently and it's like of he's like in the desert and it's like dry cracked ground and it's just a picture of his shoes and the ground and he's all like he's like arizona desert at point zero 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 three miles from earth so funny bro hey when i'm when i like i'm up high or like get that crazy feeling because i'm like afraid of heights or whatever i feel like my legs start to hurt and yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Like, I get this weird feeling in my legs. They just start to, like, ache. You know what? I'm, I'm, like, fuck, I'm, I'm afraid like, of heights, too. And, I yeah, and they get all, like, weak. Yeah, so yeah. It, imagine, like, being on a rocket, taking off out to space. My fucking legs would fall off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would I'd, oh, I would die, dude. I'd fucking, hey, like, you know I would what? have a panic attack or something. I don't know what would happen, but there's I'm, no fucking way I could do it. Maybe. I doubt it, though. I'd have to be, like, asleep. 
you know what? I'm I'm afraid of heights too, and that makes me think that we should get together, uh, like in the next couple months, and you and me and our receptionist Plank and your creepy neighbor Big Booty Judy will all go skydiving. I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever been skydiving at all? Nah. No, neither have I. I've never bungee jumped or anything like that. I've but, done a lot of bungee shit. I've done like the reverse bungees and all that shit. See, but there's a place around here that does skydiving. And we could do two jumps in a day. So we do the first jump. Because I didn't want to jump like strapped to a dude on my no, first right. skydive because it's whack. You know what I mean? It's not for real. You're not free falling by yourself. So we could go up there, jump with the instructor, and then go back up same day and jump by ourselves. Huh. And it's like, uh. Good. <laughs> you you good? Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like uh, it would be I got some, a lot more shit I want to do. It would be something to experience. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to die. We're most likely not going to die. And, you know, we have just as much chance of dying as driving down the freeway in traffic. You and know what the more, worst part is? More of a chance, be? actually. You have more of a chance dying in traffic than you do bun- or skydiving out of a plane. The worst part is, is like, after you pull the chute. And then you're just dangling up high for a long time. Yeah, that'd be creepy. But you don't think about that part. Fuck. Yeah, would, right, dude. It would be crazy. It'd be <laughs> crazy be to like, just. Homie, I would have a fucking death grip on the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, I could just imagine it right now. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. The whole way down, that's all I would be thinking. I'd be like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. And then you wouldn't do the second one. Like, not. Nope, nope. <laughs> I did it. I did it, Mikey. <laughs> it yeah, would, no. it would just think... be crazy to be like just a just a person falling. Dude, did you see uh, Travis Pastrana did it without a parachute? Yeah, I saw it. He chugged a Red Bull and he was like, "Red Bull gives you wings," and then fucking dives out of a fucking plane in board yeah. shorts. I just don't have a death wish like those dudes. I don't. It's like way to fucking. All right, Travis Pastrana. He's like. He, he was in his early 30s, I want to say, when he made that. Like, because uh, he's getting up there now. Because he was already, like, 30 when he had a show. Oh, he's young still. Let's see. Let's see how old he is. Because either way, Travis Pastrana, that yeah. is, like, that is a fucking recipe for a heart attack. If you fucking chug a Red Bull and then jump out of a plane with no parachute. Oh, yeah, I guess he's 32 right now. Yeah, it's insane. He's, like, my age. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh the Red Bull jump was a while ago. So he was probably like like twenty five. And uh either way, man, that's insane to fucking yeah. chug a Red Bull and jump out of a plane just to rush <laughs> how fast his heart was beating. He's crazy as shit. Yeah, I don't think you need energy right now, bro. You're doing yeah. good. Go to sleep, buddy. Go to sleep, buddy. <laughs> He's crazy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. All right. Well, uh, I I noticed that we didn't even use our time machine. We didn't need it. No, no, no time machine today. Sorry. No, we did it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, we're just uh, spacing out. That's right. So um, we're to space. Throw we're gonna to we're gonna have a doozy of a movie on Saturday. A doozy movie matinee on Saturday. Boom. So make sure you come for that. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye bye. Boom. Boom. Natural Habitat Recordings.